Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. And welcome everybody to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. I am really blessed because we've got a wonderful lady here that we're going to be talking to. She's an author. She's got a great book out. It's called Me and Mr. Monks. And Mr. Monks is her puppy dog that uh, allowed, if you go to Amazon and you see uh, the puppy dog, you can see that uh, Mr. Monks allowed her to dress him up and they were, they were really, really close. And uh, there's a story behind that. And that story became the book and how, how Mr. Monks saved your life. And you're also a hospice nurse and you're in healthcare and, and you're kind of battling COVID again a bit today. So, so I want to thank you very much for being here. Well, you're, thank you for having me. It's a great book that you, that you have written. And, um, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, how long Mr. Monks came to you at a really important time in your life. He, he did. He came to me. Um, he actually was rescued on um, February um, 14th, 2015, which is Valentine's Day. Um, and, you know, little did I know that I would, I would, he would end up rescuing me, basically. Um, you know, when he came to me, he was a mess. He was, um, he was in terrible shape. He was missing most of his hair. He had scabs all over his body. He had a terrible skin infection, which required uh, baths, medicated baths every other day. He had a terrible ear infection that took over a year to get under control. Um, he was a mess. He was underweight. Um, but, you know, uh, I always used to say, you know, like like I'm talking in his voice. Um, he, he used to refer to me as his lady. And um, you will see that throughout the book. Um, I'm referred to as his lady, um, not just Dawn or, or the, you know, my mom, um, but I'm his lady. And um, so he would say, my lady took me in, healed me up, and now I'm good as new. And he was good as new um, in about six months. And that's Mr. Monk's right there, Mr. Monk right yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's him. And he's got a wonderful smile on his face, and he's 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 really a cool, uh, was a really cool friend, and and you had him until re relatively recently. Well, next week it'll be a year. Um, uh, next Wednesday is the anniversary of his one year of, of his passing. Um, October twelfth, two thousand twenty-one is when he passed away. I had him six and a half years. And do you know have any idea how old he actually was? Was he I, in his I do. thirteen? Ah, I knew his birthday, March 9th. Oh wow, wow! Normally, dogs that are abused like that, you it's hard to find, and they're a rescue. It's hard to find their birthday and all that sort of thing. Well, the lady that had him before me had him since he was a puppy, and um, she had all his papers. And so when I got him, all those papers were transferred to me. Um, how so, so she had him for six years and how, how was she infirmed? Was there a reason why Mr. Monks wasn't taken care of? She didn't care for, she didn't want him anymore. She, she, she was with a, she was with a man and, and having a baby and all, all, you know, the baby daddy didn't like him. And so she kept him in a crate 24 hours a day. 
Oh, that's, that's so she basically uh, neglected it, and like neglected him, and and that's what that's what happened at the shelter that day on on Valentine's Day is her, her she sent her mother up there with him, and um, her mom said, "Yeah, I want to I want to surrender this dog because my daughter doesn't want him anymore." Oh wow! And I wish she'd have done that a couple of years sooner, uh, before yeah. he went through all that. I wish I had him i wish i had those six years back that's what i wish yeah and and you wrote the book because he was such an important part of your life but but uh um tell us about what the motivation was to write the book the motivation to write the book was um when he died i was going through so much so such overwhelming grief that i wanted to find a way to memorialize him so that everyone knew what an amazing animal he was, what amazing little soul he was. Um, and that's really why I wrote it. Um, because, um, you know, I've always been good at writing, but you, I wanted, I wanted people to know all around the world, how much of a difference he made in my life and how, how much of a special soul he was. You know, we, we talked a little bit before, uh, we came on the show and um, you also, because you valued him so much and you missed him so much, you also went to psychic mediums to talk and see if you could get through to him, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, after he passed away, a good friend of mine uh, gifted me a session with a medium and um, um, I will never forget it. Um, I, I sent her three pictures of him looking into the camera and a picture of myself looking in the camera. And um, the first thing out of her mouth was he was obsessed with you. And, and that was that was immediate. Um, and then the next day she sent me like a three page reading and she knew nothing about him. She knew didn't know his name, didn't know his age, didn't know what he died from, didn't know his past, his history, didn't know that I was chronically ill. The stuff she said. It was unbelievable. I know she talked to him. I know she did. I, this You couldn't have made it up. Um, but yes, I went to a medium and she was so on point with what she said about him, with what he was telling her. You know, I got to tell you, Don, um, there are people wandering around our world who don't believe that animals have souls. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the reasons I'm glad you wrote this book is to help dispel that a little bit because they do have souls and they are they're 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 part of the the family that we all are and uh, and so they're not just a piece of meat that when they die they're they're gone they have an, they have a soul and that soul carries on they do and and it either it becomes a part of the earth or it becomes um, it re you know, it, um, regenerates itself. Um, so this medium told me that monkey had been reincarnated and was a human at one point and came back as an animal and that we had been together in a former life. And I fully believe that. And the other thing is, is that, that Mr. Monks came, uh, came to you at your time of need and that was kind of prearranged. Yes. And, and he never, you know, most rescue dogs would be leery walking into somebody's, 
somebody's house that they've never met before and and you know they they would they would feel um they would be a little bit afraid of these two pit, giant pit bulls that are towering over them monkey he mr monks never had that issue he walked in my house like he had been there his whole entire life like he knew that like he was home and, and i never thought about that until after he passed away and how and after i talked to the medium and how it has to be so that that we were together in a former life he knew it but i didn't know it he knew he had found me that that was kind of i i tend to believe see those things happen um and they're not they're not coincidences they're not happenstance i think that 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 is all by divine planning that's that's true yes i do too i i'm a big believer now in, in all of that and, and you know reincarnation and um of course i've always thought animals had a soul but i i'm a big believer in, in all of that well, and there's an, there's another reason that, and we'll get into a little bit later, but you're also, and by the way, I want to thank you for your service. You're in healthcare oh, yeah, and, thank you. and you're a hospice nurse mm -hmm. and, and that you get, you have the opportunity. And I say opportunity because you get to talk to people in their last days um, and you get to work with people and, and create a little bit better understanding and to help them uh through that transition all the way through it's an it's an amazing thing you do yes thank you and uh it takes a certain amount of it takes a certain person to be able to do that um but you you've seen i imagine you've seen some remarkable things over time i have i have um uh you know i've seen I've seen some remarkable things and I've seen, and I've, I've made some remarkable friendships as well. Um, because of my work in hospice, because sometimes, you know, if you're with a family for a long time, you almost become part of their family. And, um, you know, you know, just, uh, an example, my, my patient that I'd had the longest of any patient that I've ever had in my life as a nurse recently passed away on August 26th. And, um, he, um, I'm like a part of his family now, you know, his, his son talk. I mean, I still talk to his son all the time and I've been to their house for dinner. I, I spoke at his funeral. Um, so yeah, it, you become very close to some of these people. It's an amazing experience to, to go through that. And what, what, uh, um, now you've been in healthcare for a while, but you felt like hospice was your calling. Is yeah. That, is that true? Yes. And, and why was that? Do you think? I feel like hospice has always been my, it's my niche because I understand, um, where that hot, where that patient's coming from. Um, you know, at the end of life, um, you have a terminal disease. I have a chronic disease. Um, sometimes you want to just give up and, and throw in the towel. And a lot of times the hospice patients want to do the same thing. Um, and when you can talk to them and compare, you know, kind of give them some insight on your own issues, it's, it's helpful to them. Um, hey, you know, my nurse has a chronic disease and she's still coming to see me. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it gives them a little bit of hope and a little bit of, you know, I'm not the only one type thing. You know, they're not the only one suffering. 
Exactly. Now, the, the, you mentioned the chronic disease. That was Lyme's disease, wasn't it? Yes, I have chronic Lyme disease. And that came from a, a tick while you were out and about? Yeah. No one knows when I got it. No one has any clue how it ha- how I got it. Uh, from a tick, it can come from a flea, it can come from a mosquito, um, or what age I was. But you've been dealing with it, with it for quite some time. Yes, it, it started coming out in 2017. Oh, wow. So it's been five years. You can have it for a long time, and it lays dormant. Um, and then it, at times of stress or, or trauma or anything, um, it, will, it, will, it will show itself. How are you feeling today? Other than the fact that you're, you're tired, you've got COVID, and, <laughs> and you've got Lyme disease. How you doing? I have a lot of joint pain um, that, that, you know, doesn't really ever go away. Now, is that because of the inflammation? It's from, uh, Lyme's disease will cause a type of arthritis in your joints. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why Mr. Monks was, it was so important yes. for him to come into your life at that time because it was, he was helping you. Uh, get through it and and from what you you were telling me he never left your side he never did that dog was, was was like stuck to me like velcro um i'll tell you i wouldn't be here talking to you right now if it hadn't been for him because i would have killed myself years ago um he is the one that kept me going um he he uh he's the one that kept me from you know, slitting my wrists or doing whatever else I could have done to myself because I thought about it every day because it got to a point where I couldn't leave my house. Um, you know, I'd been to 26 doctors. Uh, nobody would help me. Everyone said it was in my head and I was crazy and that I needed to go see a psychiatrist. And, um, you know, I, I remember one time sitting, um, in my bathroom floor and um you know i had these big open sores on my face um because the type of Lyme disease i have affects your skin and so i had these big open ulcers on my face and i couldn't cover them up with makeup and i just sat in the floor and sobbed and sobbed and and just you know cried and and i looked up and in the doorway he was standing there. Mr. Monks was standing there, staring at me. And at that point, I knew I was like, I can't, I have to keep going for him because it will kill him if I'm gone. Well, and, and the reason I believe the reason he came into your life was to give you hope and to give you a reason to continue. So because you are helping a lot of people day in and day out with the work that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's true. I mean, and I, I agree. I mean, he, he was, he was my, he was the brightest part of my, he was the brightest part in my life. He was like a, a ray of sunshine in a very dark, dark, dark cave. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he lives, you, you have how many dogs? Five. That's so, so he was part of the tribe of the dogs of the house. Yeah. Well, the Blair pups, but um, at the, at the time, that monkey mr monks was alive i had four and so you know after he died i got two little dogs um 
which I regret. <laughs> um, they're a lot of work. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, I realized I can't replace him. And I don't want to. Well, you know, I've been, I've talked to several people who are animal communicators and with work with animals and so forth. And sometimes they'll tell, they'll tell me that the soul of Mr. Monks can come into another new puppy dog, uh, to, to continue their relationship with you. And that, that they'll tell me that's happened before. I don't know whether you believe that or not. I, I, I do, but you know what? It, it ain't, in, it's not in one of these two. I know. Right. <laughs> Um, because go ahead. I've got a long hair Chihuahua who is kind of a jerk and, um, and then I have a Brussels Griffon, which incidentally is what monkey, what Mr. Monks was half Brussels Griffon. Um, and if, if he sent me any dog, it, it was that one. Um, cause my vet at the time, Monk, Mr. Monks vet found that dog for me. Um, oh, wow. But he's dumb as a post. He's not, you know, he has a lot of the characteristics of Monk, of Mr. Monks. He's, he's very cuddly. He's very loving. Um, he'll dress up. You know, you can dress him up. He, he likes to ride in the car, in his car seat, you know, um, but he's so stupid. <laughs> he's just not smart. He's not a smart dog. And, and Mr. Monks was so smart. Well, see, and that's the thing is that it, it, that he may not be in that body, but he may be coming to you yet. He, he hasn't been gone very long. No, he may. He may. I, I always hope that for that. Yeah. So I have a, a gentleman. He he uh, wrote a book about his dog, Tyson. Mm -hmm. and uh, I interviewed him and he will swear to you up and down. Now, he was not a metaphysical guy. He wasn't into really into spirituality, but he, when his dog, just like you, what you did, when his dog passed away, uh, Tyson, he went to a psychic medium and he, he actually ended up going to two or three and they all verified the same thing and that he was going to come back. And then he, and he didn't believe it, didn't believe it, didn't believe it. And then one day a dog just like him just walked in uh, into their life. And I can't remember how, it came to be, but that's not like they went searching for him. It just kind of showed up yeah. and he, he swears that this dog is the, the living reincarnation of Tyson because he acts the same way. He does the same things and all that. So don't give up hope. It's, it can happen yet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I won't, I, mean, I won't, you know, of course. Um, I, 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 many, many days I've thought, why didn't I have, the vet take a, a swab of him, his uh, cells to re, to um, to uh, clone him, um, you know, because I would have totally done it. <laughs> Can they do that nowadays? Oh yeah, for like sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Oh, <laughs> well, I suppose for seventy thousand dollars you can get almost anything done. I mean, the dog isn't 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 doesn't have the same personality, but it has the same. It looks exactly the same. Right. Well, you know what I th I'm firmly believe that that uh, if mr Mon if you still need mr monks he will come back to you and uh, it will be in the most remarkable way and that will be your second book yeah well that that will be a book <laughs> i'm working on my second book
Oh, you are. What's your what's your second book going to be about? My second book is about um, my special needs pit bull Bradley. Ah. Um. What's wrong with Bradley? He had hydrocephalus as a puppy, so somebody hit him in the head. Oh. A person hit him in the head, caused water on on his brain, so he has brain damage, um, permanent brain damage. Um. He was our foster dog through Richmond Animal Care and Control and um, the Richmond City Shelter. Um, we were the only ones that would take him. And um, we, we did all of his medical foster um, medical treatment. Um, and, you know, he used to have up to eight petite mall seizures a day. Um, he wouldn't oh. he walk a straight line. He'd fall down. I mean, all the time. His back in the back end, it, it, like would just give out and fall. Um, he was really hyperactive. I mean, extremely hyperactive. Couldn't settle down. Um, you know, not potty trained whatsoever. He'll never be 100% potty trained and he's five years old. Um, but um, we took him back to the shelter to get him adopted out. And a girl came and adopted him the next day because he's, I mean, this dog is stunning. He is absolutely beautiful. And he's huge. He's nothing but muscle. Um, he's a gorgeous dog. He is by far the most beautiful dog we have. Um, but um, she she adopted him. She had no business adopting him. We, we gave the director of the shelter a list of rules to go by, what, what he needs, what kind of home he needs. And she went exactly the opposite. Oh, dear. So six weeks later, she returned him and said he attacked her 120 pound mastiff. Bradley couldn't attack a broomstick. Um, I'll tell you, he is, he is afraid of his own shadow. He is the most, he doesn't know how to attack anything. He, he's just, he didn't have the mental capacity. Um, and I went up there to see him because she sent me a text message saying, you know, the shelter's full. I'm going to put Bradley, Bradley to sleep. I'm going to euthanize him tomorrow. So I went up there to see him and he, um, he had wounds all over him. Oh, and it looked like he had been living outside. Um, but neurologically he was completely better. He was completely neurologically sound, could run a straight line just as fast. Um, walking on leash. I mean, the the hydrocephalus the war you know the water on his brain had completely resolved um so i spent about an hour and a half with him outside in the play yard um in this hot hot sun it was like 96 degrees and i texted everyone i knew um about dog you know dog behavior and stuff and um uh, you know i went to take him back in and the shelter lobby was full and, you know, he's afraid of most people, um, but he sat right next to me in that lobby full of people and sat, sat down on the floor and was perfect. And then I went to take him to the back and he collapsed in fear and I had to pick him up and carry him all 50 some pounds of him to the very back of the shelter because he was he was petrified. That shelter just petrified. He was terrified of it. Sure. So basically I went home and I told my husband and I said, look, I can't let him die for, for what, for being different. 
you know, I can't let him die. I'm not going to let this dog die because he's got brain damage. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, so, because he's the kindest thing you'd ever meet. He's so kind and sweet. Um, so, you know, the plan was the next day to text um, Christy, who was the director of animal care and control, and um, to go get him. And so that's what that's what I did. I, I texted her the next morning. And um, about 8.30, and I sent her this long text saying how I assessed him and what I what my thoughts were, basically that, you know, that they were going to put him to sleep for for no good reason because he's not attacking anybody's dog. And I know that that former owner lied, but um, that um, that that I was coming to get him. And um, like 45 minutes went by and I didn't hear anything. And I was like, this is weird. Finally. She texts me back and she says, oh, I'm glad I looked at my phone because I had already, we had already um, sedated him to euthanize him. Oh, geez. So I literally rescued him off of the table, off of the euthanasia table. Well, that, dog knows, that dog knows that I rescued him. That dog knows I saved his life. And he's so... He's become kind of like Mr. Monks, maybe a little bit, except he's got brain well, damage. Mr. Monks hated him. Um, and that's another thing. Mr. Monks hated him. And, and there was and Mr. Monks didn't have a problem with any of the other dogs here except for Bradley. And that's because Monkey was so smart and knew he knew that I rescued that dog. And there was jealousy there. And that's, that's a whole human component. That's a human thing. You know, I mean, how did, you know, how did he know? He, he knew somehow. Because <laughs> um, he was really smart. Yeah. And I think he knew a lot of what I, I was saying, things I was talking about. I think he knew. And um, so Monkey couldn't stand Bradley. Monkey actually bit him in the face at least five times. <laughs> and, what? you know, Bradley grew to be grew to be 80 pounds. Oh, wow. So it could have killed him in a second. But, yeah. but Bradley's terror was terrified of the monkey. Terrified of him. Terrified. <laughs> would, 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 would avoid him at all costs. Um, but yeah, you, you know, but I'll have to tell you, if, if, if you told me, to, if you asked me right now, out of all five of my dogs, which one, if I had to pick one, which one I would pick? It would be him. It'd be Bradley. Well, but you 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 are a dog person, aren't you? Have you always had dogs? I always have had dogs. Yes. That's that's pretty cool because you've got a couple of uh, pit bulls. Uh, three pit bulls. Three pit bulls. Mm -hmm. And then Bradley and one and uh, a little one. Bradley's a pit bull. I got Eleanor, who's a pit bull. Mongo, who's a pit bull. <laughs> Kenny, who is a Chihuahua, and Beans, who is a Brussels Griffon. Who who named who named him Mongo? My husband. That's my husband's dog. Oh, and uh, did he name him after uh, uh, Blazing Saddles? Yes, he did. <laughs> and if you saw Mongo, you'd know why. Because he's a big old monster, but not very bright. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dumb, dumb as dumb as can be. Um. So dumb. Um, actually Bradley is smarter than him and Bradley has brain damage. Um, but they are best friends. Um, 
Mongo and Bradley, we got them on almost the same time. Mongo a little bit sooner, um, but almost the same time. And they are best friends. And, you know, Bradley needs a dog that, that is confident. He has to have a confident dog with him because he is so afraid of the world. Yeah, well, he's been through a lot. He's you know, been through a lot. Yeah, he's been, he's afraid of children. Um, this just, the, the lady that adopted him had kids. I don't know what they did to him. Oh. Um, it's, it, it is so sad to me what, what people, and, and, and I suppose they have the good intentions when they, when they adopt a rescue, but then, but then they don't treat the dog well and, and stuff. I wish people like that would just not. Right. Do. Especially when you're adopting a dog that, you know, is special needs that, you know, has problems, you know, is coming to you with right problems, mental problems. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, if I had to pick a dog out of all five, I would pick Bradley to keep because Bradley could not live without me. He is that that dependent on me, just like I couldn't live without Mr. Monks. Well, I sincerely hope that 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 you guys have a great life together. And uh, and but don't be surprised if, if there's another dog that's going to wander into your life. That's going to look it might not even look quite like Mr. Monks, but uh, in on the outside, but you'll be able to tell from the inside that it's the same soul that's yeah. there because they'll act the same way. And that, that dog will be, um, your beloved again. Well, I hope you're correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm got it on good authority. I think I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I miss, I miss monkey every single day. He was just, a he was just, he was the epitome of joy. Well, and, and he is, he helped you through a lot. And, and by the way, is the, um, um, is the Lyme disease, is that, is that a permanent condition or can that clear up and, and can you heal from that over time? No, so if, if it's caught soon enough, like right after you get bitten, it, it can, it can go away. But, um, since I wasn't diagnosed for three and a half years and 26 doctors thought I was nuts, um, I have it forever. I'm so sorry that, that that's the case. Yeah. But you're, yeah. you're still working and you're still doing stuff and you're still taking care of dogs and stuff like that. So, you know, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it gets to be hard sometimes. I've had to take time off a lot because of it. And Cause it flares. I have like, a, like a flare up of it. Um, and then I have to take time off, you know, and then I get COVID, which, complicates things worse <laughs> yes I, I and you have covid today and and i'm i'm really sorry that that's the case um and uh, hopefully hopefully you can get some rest and you've got some um of this medication this newer medication that they are advocating that makes it a little bit easier and stuff so and what's the name of that medication again it's a, it's um it's an infusion like you it's an IV infusion it's called it's monoclonal antibodies. Oh, that's right. And that that is supposed to kill or at least keep the virus at bay. Yeah, from multiplying in your healthy cells, yes. Oh, then so I hope and you just got that done today? Yes. Oh, very good. And if you're, if you're listening to this, couple things. COVID is real. It is a uh it's a condition that you can avoid to some degree 
if with uh, vaccination. And then if you do get it, um, I was reading an article today that a lot of people are dying because they're not taking the medication that you just took uh, for whatever reason. They, they don't think it's going to help or they don't think they've got COVID or, you know, but but people are still dying at like 400 people a day in this country. Well, you know, it depends on what other pre-existing conditions you have, too. That's like, also true. Yeah. yeah. If you have, um, it, honestly, if you have any kind of lung disease like COPD, emphysema, bronchi you know, chronic bronchitis, you're already setting yourself up for a terrible time. Um, any heart issues, um, you know, so I don't have any of those things yet. <laughs> um, well, I hope you don't ever have those things. You've had enough to deal with. I just don't have any. I, I don't. My immune system is like shot. That's that's why I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want you to get some rest and I want to thank you, first of all, for being here. And if somebody uh, would like to go to your website, where, where do they go? Well, Mr. Monks has his own website and it's um, Mr. Monks dot com. And that's Mr. M O N K S dot com. M M R M R M O N K S. And that's that's uh, Mr. Monks dot com. And, and you can go look at him and pictures and a bit of his story and and stuff like that. How long has the book been out? Since June, um, since June 3rd, um, you can buy the book on his w website, too. Please do that, Sheik, because you, Mr. Monks can can help support you a little bit better because you get a little bit more money from that. <laughs> That's right. From yeah. that way, so and I, I, Mr. Monks would love to, for you to do that. So please do that. And the website is fantastic. It it looks it it turned out really good, and um, I'm very proud of it. Well, I want to thank you. For, well, before we go, I want you to. Um, Tell our audience anything that you would like them to know about Mr. Monks, about about you, about about the future for you, uh, and or or for somebody else, and and uh, or about hospice care or anything you'd like to talk about. Well, I just feel like um, Mr. Monks was my savior, and you know the book is about so many different aspects of our relationship. Um, you know, it's animal rescue and how important that is. And um, the fact that there, there's such a strong connection between a person and, a, and an animal, the human animal bond is so strong. Um, you know, and, and oftentimes people don't understand that until they meet their soul dog um, or, or soul cat or whatever, whatever animal it could be, soul animal. Um, you know, and you know, Mr. Monks definitely was mine and he, he saved my life just like I saved his life. Um, and when he was done, he had to leave. Um, his work was done. Um, but, um, also, you know, with Lyme's disease, you know, oftentimes people aren't their own. They don't, they have to be their own advocate. You have to be your own advocate nowadays in healthcare because, no doctor is going to just step out and help you there there's it's not going to happen you have to advocate for yourself no matter what um and you know if you're you or a loved one is going through something or struggling with an illness and you don't have answers you need to keep looking for answers 
it's 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 really sad these days that um it and you you can you can verify this for me uh because in the healthcare that i've that i've experienced in my life they're on they've got a schedule they've got a tight schedule your your doctors do and and they've got to make it within uh like a 30 minute meeting or or an appointment of like 15 20 minutes because they stack them step stack them appointment 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 all day so they don't have a lot of time to do research with you and to really explain everything and for you and so that's why you have to educate yourself and ask questions of that that they it'll be easier for them to answer because they're not going to be able to spend a lot of time with you is that true that's true that's true and you know you have to be you have to go in to when you see a doctor you you really have to be um kind of a bully with them because you know if you're not they're not going to listen to you You, they they don't even know you're sitting there yeah because they've got another appointment in 15 minutes and they don't even look up from their computer i've i've experienced that and and he spent the whole time typing in notes in his computer and and didn't talk to me at all And, and stuff and and I, that's just not healthcare to me it's not it's not and the healthcare system in in the u.s is is just it's it's atrocious and for those of you who think that it's the best health care in the world you are wrong you are very incorrect <laughs> i can name many other countries that have a better health care system and hopefully we will get that here some someday so let's hope so Yes, indeed. So uh, Don Blair has uh, been our guest, and I want to thank you for being here, my friend. Well, thank and, you so much for having me. And uh, I'm I'm so sorry that you lost Mr. Monks. Um, but at the same time, your book is going to help somebody come to terms with their own loss. And I think that's, that's really great. So, so thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. And I want you to go lie in bed and get some rest and feel better i'm probably going to do that very shortly very good so if you wait right there i will be right back okay hey thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of positivetalkradio.net please visit our website oddly named positivetalkradio.net for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because 